0: Hey day everyone and welcome into episode 8 of Laker Sports Talk, the most talked about Laker Sports Podcast east of Los Angeles produced by your official home for Russell County Laker Sports, Laker Country 104.9. I'm your host Zach Oaks, the news director here at Laker Country recording this on a cool 45 degree morning here in the Midtown community of beautiful Russell County, Kentucky. Most of our fall sports have wrapped up with high school football entering the final weeks of the 2021 season. We're preparing to head into a brief pause as we're still about four weeks away from the first Russell County Laker basketball games of the season. The swimming season is set to begin in mid-November as we transition from fall sports into winter. On the topic of football, my guest today is Laker football coach Ryan Richardson, making his second appearance on the podcast. The Lakers play their regular season finale at home this Friday as they host the LaRue County Hawks on Senior Night. Ryan talks about this year's senior class, the progression of the team over the season, and more. We also named this week's Laker Sports Talk Athlete of the Week, so stay tuned for that. Before we get into that, though, we need to give a shout out to the Russell County Lady Laker volleyball team. The volleyball team wrapped up its season Tuesday night in a loss against a tough Logan County team in the fourth region tournament. This team was fun to watch on the court. They played with a ton of passion and energy. But the future of the volleyball program looks bright. The team loses one senior and Sophie Sheer, certainly one of the leaders on the team, as you heard when the volleyball players were on the podcast last week. But Faith Womack's team has a large group of juniors and a number of sophomores that saw significant playing time. The JV and freshman squads also had solid seasons. So despite A tough loss on Tuesday. There's some optimism with the future of Lady Laker Volleyball. We also need to give a shout-out to the Russell County Laker Marching Band as they came away winners of the Class 3A East region last weekend. It's a difficult region as the Laker Band has only won it three times over the last 12 years. The Laker Band will perform at Boyle County in the Class 3A semifinals on Saturday, along with 11 other bands, with a chance to make it to the finals at Kroger Field in Lexington Saturday night. We want to give a shout-out to the band for the hard work they've put in this season. If you drive by the middle school in the hot days of summer, you see the band out practicing on the pavement seemingly all day. A lot of time and sacrifice goes into perfecting their craft, so congratulations to the members of the Laker Band, Band Director Curtis Irvin, and Assistant Director Haley Harrington. Finally, a shout-out to the Russell County Middle School girls basketball teams. The 7th graders capped off a special season as they won the Central Kentucky Middle School Conference Tournament with a 38-27 win over Metcalf County. The 7th graders finished their season as the regular season and conference tournament champions with a final record of 22-2. 6th grader Addie Abril was named the 7th grade tournament Most Valuable Player. 8th graders fell just short and were conference runner-ups, finishing their season with a final record of 20-5. and five. Congratulations to both squads on a great season, and we're looking forward to a bright future for Lady Laker basketball. Without further ado, it's time to talk with Laker football coach Ryan Richardson. Get ready for Friday night's game. Let's get after it. Now making his uh, second appearance on the Laker Sports Talk podcast, uh, Laker football coach Ryan Richardson is joining me today. Ryan, how's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me, Zach. So, Ryan, um, you know, you're headed now into the tail end of the football season. Uh, You got one more regular season game left, home game against LaRue County on Friday night. Uh, Just talk a little bit about how this season's gone. I know it's probably not gone quite like you hoped it would, but uh, just tell me a little bit about what you've seen out of your team over the past nine, ten weeks. Well, first
1: of all, it's it's Unbelievable to where you talk about playing our last regular season game. It is, it is flew by, you know I don't know if it's because we've been in the pandemic last couple of years Seems like the, the time is just flying by the seasons fly by but you know as far as our season goes, you know while well, a lot of people don't understand they see our record, but but there's been a lot of good things happened to us this season We knew going in that it was gonna be kind of a rebuilding reloading type of year and uh You know, that happens. You know, you you go in cycles. And and we knew we was going to have a lot of young kids and and even some older kids that didn't have a lot of experience to – to, to, to be on the field on Friday night. So, you know, it, it just, to, to say that our record, our record really did not dictate how I feel about the season because, you know, I'll never, you know, I'll never predict wins and losses at the beginning of the season. So I didn't know where we'd be. I didn't know how we was going to progress through the years. You know, and, and with the COVID shutdown, we had two weeks that we got shut down. We had kids quarantined. It's just been one of those years. It's uh, it's kind of hard to be consistent with our personnel because of just everything that's going on. So, uh, you know, I, I've been very tickled with our kids the last few weeks. They, they continue to work and they continue to – and then that's hard to do when you – when, when you start, you get on a little losing streak. It's hard to keep that mental edge, but I have to commend our kids, and they have done a wonderful job, and they've done everything we've asked them to do. They have worked, and they have competed, and, and that's all we can ask of them.
0: Uh, you know, you talked about uh, young kids. You know, you lost a pretty good-sized senior class last year, and uh, so you had a lot of kids, a lot of younger kids that were uh, forced into bigger roles this year. They had to take on a lot more responsibility, a lot more playing time. Uh, talk about the progression of those younger kids from, you know, that week one game against Dare County to now.
1: Oh, I, you know, I think we've come leaps and bounds. You know, we've we've had a lot of you know, some freshmen and a lot of sophomores that have really had to fill a lot of spots for us. You know, I think on Allen County Friday night, due to, due to some injuries and some older kids being out, our opening kickoff return had seven freshmen and sophomores on it. So, you know, it you know it it, 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 it is what it is. But I have to continue. We and us the coaches and me too have to remind ourselves a lot of times when we get in that coaching groove and we're trying to coach, they are just freshmen and sophomores. Uh, truthfully, if on a part in, in a perfect year, they would be playing JV and then playing a little bit of varsity. But this year, they hadn't played a whole lot of varsity. So, you know those kids have just bought in the biggest thing for them this is some of them it's the longest football season they've ever had because as freshmen didn't have a shortened season last year and in middle school they don't have this long a season so just the wear and tear we've kind of had to you know back off them a little bit and kind of let them uh, rest physically and mentally but uh, you know we, we we love our young kids and and long you know they fit right in there with our older kids and our older kids done a great job being a leader for them and, and kind of uh, uh, knowing that they had to that had to help get, they had to help us prepare them to get what's happens on Friday night so very very pleased with that.
0: When you talk about your older kids a little bit, um, you know Friday night's going to be senior night. Just um, talk you want to talk a little bit about uh, your senior class that you've got this year.
1: Yeah, and, and probably don't talk about them enough. Sometimes everything gets caught up on everything else. But we got six seniors: uh, Gage Hicks, Gavin Gossage, Andrew Shanks, Kelby Grider. Trevor Rankins and Braxton Braxton Smith can't say enough about those young men. Uh, you know, we're going to celebrate them this week with, with with our senior dinner and our senior fire and do some stuff with them. Of course, then obviously Friday night we'll have center our, our senior night festivities with their parents and recognize them. Uh, those kids, all all six of those kids, have been a big part of our program. You know, since ever since they've been in high school. So and, and even back through middle school and youth league. So you know, uh, the thing about the thing about high school football is is it's one of the few sports is, is unless you're going to go to college. When you play your last high school game, that's it. You know, every other sport you can pick up and do stuff on the side. You can go play basketball. You can go you can go run marathons. You can play tennis. And but football is one of those things that you know that final game is kind of it's a lot of finality to it. And and uh, you know it's kind of emotional for those
0: kids when you get to thinking about it. But but we're so pleased with them, blessed to have them in a program. Uh, you know you' naming off those uh, those seniors and it's all players that play big roles on your team uh, you know you've got, you've got a quarterback you've got a like, gauge that plays you know running back wide receiver on defense and you know you've got guys that play multiple roles and they play you know crucial roles for your team that's uh, that's got to be hard knowing that you're going to have to replace those kids next year yeah
1: it, it is and and, and it's kind of like the bunch we had left last year you know we're, we're losing a lot of maybe not as much number we're losing a lot of production. You know, mm-hmm. and, and those kids have played a lot of football, even back through their uh, – some of them through their sophomore year. So, um, you know, yeah, you know, we just hate it. We, we just want to celebrate them and make sure we send
0: them off on the right foot this week on senior week and then get ready for the playoffs. And uh, I know a lot of, a lot of those kids, uh, you know, they, they're leaders on your team too. Um, you know, you watch them on the sidelines and they're uh, – you know, they're, ca- they're calling the other guys mm-hmm. out. They're, uh, you know, trying to – uplift their other teammates it seems like they play a big role in that, in that oh, yeah. and oh they, yeah
1: they have and, and and what what they lack of numbers they they lack in with, with their leadership and and you know i sit them out and talked to them earlier and they, they understood the situation within and had played played a lot of young kids and or, or even some juniors that hadn't played a lot of football so those those guys have been through the fire and and, and been there done that on friday night so it, you know I, I challenged them say you know lead them you know show them what it takes to to what Friday night football means, because if you've never played on a Friday night, it's it's the, the speed of the game and the intensity of the game is a lot more than anything these kids experience. So they did a real good job of that.
0: So uh, you look ahead, um, what do you, what do you see in Larue County? You know, coming up this Friday night, uh, what do you see in them? Larue's
1: kind of a mirror of us. Uh, not a lot of seniors, maybe a few more juniors. They're going they're going to bring a young team in here. Uh, quarterback's and sophomore. Uh, it's really probably a pretty good matchup for us. Uh, it's it's it, we kind of mirror each other a lot as far as. As far as personnel, so, and, and they're going to have roughly the same record we've got. They, they, have they've had some wins, but they've also had some losses that they, you know, they felt they didn't feel good about. So, uh, uh, it's, it's just going to be, it should be a good competitive ball game. That's what we're hoping to. I talked to coach Jaggers earlier in the week and he's kind of in the same boat we are, had to play a lot of young kids. So, uh, we, we expect it to be a good football game.
0: So, um, you know, after, to, after Friday night, you start getting ready for the postseason and, uh. It looks like Allen looks like Allen County, Franklin Simpson, and Warren East are all tied atop the division. Um, what, are you, what are you looking at in terms of the postseason? And uh, probably going to have to go on the road to one of those teams.
1: Oh yeah, we're. I mean, it's it's pretty. The one thing it sets we're the four seeds. So those other three teams are going to have to go through that tiebreaker process. I'll just be honest with you. You know, it's probably a ninety nine percent chance, and, and this can change. You know. If, if Warren East has been hit with the injury bug the last couple weeks, and that's kind of why that Franklin Warren East scored the way it was, they've lost some key people probably for the year. So uh, that's big for them. Uh, and they go play a really good Davies County team, which will be really tough for them to win. If they was to pull off a win, that will help them in the in, in the tiebreaker. Uh, Allen plays Barron. It looks like if Aaron, Allen beats Barron, Allen's going to have the tiebreaker over those other two teams since they beat Franklin, and, and they'll have the points when it comes down to points of uh, the tiebreaker. So it looks mm-hmm. like Allen I'm, – I'm foreseeing Allen being the number one seed. Now that can change. Probably won't know by the end of the week, but uh, th- that's kind of what we're planning
0: on. Well, you're, you're just coming off of a road trip to Allen County Scottsville. What did you see out of them? What did you see uh, as, you know, maybe ways you can improve playing against them? Uh, Well – they was kind of, They're kind of. They're kind of like us. They lost a
1: big senior class last year. A lot of good football players. Uh, Coach has done a really good job, kind of getting those. He is a little more junior based than we are. He's got more, you know, a few more juniors. He's he's done a really good job taking those kids who hadn't had no experience and they've been improving all year long. Uh, you know, we felt we matched up with them pretty, you know, pretty, you know, pretty well. You take number nine and a couple of kids off the field, and we feel like you know very, very competitive. The problem was the other night we were so short on numbers because uh, we had seven about six or seven kids out for injury. So uh, we, we was short on numbers. That's why the first half looked like a dead, and then we just got watered. They just wore us down with numbers in the second half, and uh, that's kind of what that score indicated. But we was very – at halftime, I was tickled to death. Our kids competed and, and played as hard as they have all year long, and, you know, th- that's all I ask them to do is uh, keep just keep fighting until the final. And we, we, we did that, you know, so we were pleased.
0: You know, you you mentioned it earlier, um, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to win losses – uh, keeping that keeping that mental edge among your kids and also among your coaching staff, too. Yeah. Um, you talked about it um, earlier with uh, keeping the mental edge, especially when it comes to wins and losses. Uh, you know, you've probably you've lost more games this year than you did last year, and that's and that kind of takes a little bit of a toll on your players and your coaches, uh, just that being a different thing. Um, how, do, how do you keep that mental edge? How do you keep your kids sharp? How do you keep them focused, and how do you keep them optimistic going in uh, to these final weeks of the season? Well, you know,
1: by, by this time of year, you just – you know, we – you just sit down each week and I present them with a different challenge, whether it be to, to play together as a team, play for, play for somebody bigger than yourself, don't play for the name on the back of the jersey, you know. that. Time. And our kids are really fond of that, you know. And as far as coaches go, my coaches have been very upbeat and they – you know, all year long. Uh, coaches understand sometimes the, the cards you've been dealt. And if people from the outside looking in probably think this is coach speed, don't understand this. But if you dictate every year that you coach in, in, in on wins and losses, there's going to be a lot of years you're going to be very disappointed. So we look, we look at the positive things we've done. You know, we've, we had a good win at Casey County. We, we, we've we got some young kids that are improving. So seeing that, my coaches have coached hard hard, especially last week. We knew we was behind the eight ball a little bit with some injuries. Uh, what my coaches did last week on a four-day turnaround to get ready – to to implement a whole new game plan for Allen County that we hadn't done all year long was 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 outstanding. So you know we're they're still coaching their tails off and 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 you know we did a lot of teaching yesterday. We did a whole film session yesterday with the end zone cut, teaching kids about steps and why you step here, why you should, how could you done that better. So you know we're we're going to coach them to the very end. And and our kids and, and our coaches, I can't commend
0: them enough. They've they they've been upbeat and they've worked as hard as they ever have. Uh, I want to touch on middle school t- um, season just finished up. Uh, what do you see? Do you see anything uh, out of those middle school kids? What do you see out of that as a group that's going to be coming up to the hospital? They center? were very
1: they were, I mean, the middle school, you know, they were competitive this year. They were kind of like us. They got bit early in the year, very first game. You know, probably a couple, couple of their best football players got injured and was out all year long uh, with with broken collarbones. It's kind of a freak thing. You don't see collarbones a lot much in football anymore. And they had two and like three or four plays. Uh, very first game of the year, uh, you kind of seen what happened. They got they got one of those kids back when they played in the playoffs, played a good Campbellsville team that uh, had not lost a game all year long and played them to a double overtime, you know, 12-6 ball game. So uh, that, that group of eighth graders, there's the, the numbers are really good there. There's 23. Now the seventh grade numbers are something we need to work on and get better. Uh, that it, Like I said, it goes in cycles for us. That class has always been a low number from the time they've played from third grade up, so it's 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 nothing that's surprising. It's just we've got to get in the you know get out there and get some of those kids back out there. But no, I think our you know, you know, our last three or
0: four years, of middle school level, have been very competitive and and very you know play play some very good football. Um, kind of want to keep on with kind of like the looking ahead towards the future too. What about uh, what about your JV team this year? JV, of course, we we
1: had four or five JV games scheduled. I think we end up getting. Two or three in. Yeah. Uh, it comes to the point this, you know, this week it's hard for us to play JV because those kids are playing so much on Friday night, right. and I and I didn't want to get to that point. But you know, my intentions was to to play JV every Monday that we could. But uh, you know, they were successful. They had success and, and improved in that. Uh, I know they had one, maybe one win, two losses, something like that. So, uh, but the biggest thing is just getting those kids out there. But those. The JV thing gets some experience. Well, all those kids, unfortunately, are having to get some experience on Friday night. And what we found out later in the year, you know, as we went on the year, it's hard to play Monday and Friday two or three weeks in a row. It's just these kids physically you know, need to have time to recover. So that's kind of hurt our JV schedule.
0: That was something we wanted to do, but it's just something out of necessity that we had to. Um, you going to be back. Well, you're back at home Friday night. Uh, what kind of difference does it make playing at home versus playing on the road? You know, it's 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 hard to tell these kids. They're fifteen, 15, so I don't know if even dawns on them
1: sometimes. You know, they just they just go warm up and they go play. Now now you know it's it's probably easier on us not have to get on a bus and our routine's a lot simpler. So uh, sometimes that might help them, whether they realize it or not. So. Uh, the last couple of years, I've not seen a big difference. You know, we play you know, as far as how well we play mm-hmm. on the road or at home. You know, we, we've played well both ways, and we've played bad both ways. So it's 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 it's. I don't know if it makes one difference or not with high school kids. It's not like a college stadium where you have a true. Uh, a raucous crowd You know We have a good crowd And our fans are into it But it's not like If you're with 100,000 people right. going to get a you. Bit, so little different, a little bit A little bit right? different in, in the sound level and Stuff But uh, you
0: know We'll always pick home after Over the road Just because yeah. it's Easier routine for us uh, Ryan anything else You want to touch on About this group Anything else You want to uh, You want to bring up No And, and
1: we've I, Listen I've enjoyed Coaching them And uh, as you know as, as we go into The end of the year here We're going We're going to keep fighting You know, you know We're going to go As a four seed Well we show You know us last year. There's a four seed going to be the one seed everywhere, you know, in the state of Kentucky, somewhere on on, on that first Friday night of the playoffs. Might as well, uh, might as well be you. Might, Rob. Might, might as well be us. And and where last year we felt like if if we were playing another district, all four of our district teams would have won because we felt like everybody was that close. Mm-hmm. You know, from one to four last year was all pretty good football teams. Well, to me, I feel like that all four teams were kind of down this year, especially Warren East, especially with the injuries they've got. Uh, so, you know, who knows? We're, we're going to go line them up, play that first Friday, wherever it may be, Allen County. You know, it could be Allen County, Franklin. It could be Warren East. But uh, more likely going to be Allen County. But when we we go over there, we're going to be prepared. We're going to prepare that week just like we used to do and go over there and try to win a football game.
0: All right, Ryan, thanks for coming on, and uh, best of luck. It was great talking with Ryan. We get ready for Friday night's matchup under the lights at Finley Field. Best of luck to the Lakers and now it's time to name our Laker Sports Talk Athlete of the Week. This week's Laker Sports Talk Athlete of the Week goes to a Laker football player who has continually shown versatility playing both sides of the ball. Over the last two weeks, Gage Hicks has caught nine passes for 173 yards on offense and defensively has had 14 tackles, a fumble recovery, and three interceptions. A senior on this year's team, Gage has been a playmaker on both sides of the ball and is deserving of this week's Laker Sports Talk Athlete of the Week award. That's all for today. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Laker Sports Talk. If you have questions or comments for the show, shoot me an email at Zach, Z-A-C, at LakerCountry.com, or reach out on Twitter at Laker Sports pod and remember, we'd love for you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just search Laker Sports Talk wherever you get your podcast The podcast now has its own feed if you haven't checked that out, so you can subscribe there, and we'd love for you to leave us a review. Until next time, God bless, and go Lakers. <laughs>